But in this particular situation, I guess it was in the bedroom. Unless you want to have sex outside the bedroom, which is also fun. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I did not need to know about your proclivities, but... Uh... They're all mental because they haven't happened yet. Note. Yet. Okay, you're a kinky ass motherfucker. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, let's, uh... uh yeah, let's uh, let's move back on to uh, topic. Geometric Octopus Podcast featuring Jackie, Cosmo, Tracy, and Kyle. And today we're going to do an ASMR video. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, anyway, let us continue with this because this is important. Our listeners will recall that I think last episode we talked about a scenario in which. Um, last two episodes. Last two episodes. We talked about it a lot. Uh, the scenario in which a transgender woman is left by a man who originally didn't know that she was transgender. And I think Jackie can pretty much sum up the conclusion we came to. Okay, so the conclusion that we came to is if somebody is deciding to leave a transgender person because that person is transgender... It's because they're transgender, they're leaving them because they're transgender, and if somebody is leaving that person for another reason, they are leaving it be- not- they are not leaving that person because they're transgender, they are leaving that person for another reason. It's okay for people to leave people for other reasons, and, you know, you can leave somebody for being transgender, but if you leave somebody because you find out that they're transgender, it means that you are a- uh, what it, what is classically referred to as a massive <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so, other than that, I think. Um, so, uh, well, it was turned into an issue more of genitalia at, in the second part. Yeah, I mean, we concluded that yeah, it's it's terrible to leave someone because they're transgender, but we ended up focusing more on the genitalia. And we're like, oh, is it okay if, like, I don't know, a man leaves a transgender woman because she still has a penis? What if she wants to keep her penis? Beyond the terms of pre-transition, post-transition, what if she, you know, she just, that's her, and that's the way it's going to be. Like, regardless, if he leaves her because she has a penis, that was what we focused on a lot. I mean, it's the same goes for a woman who leaves a trans man because he has a vagina. And our conclusion was that, yeah, there's a lot of assholes, a lot of potential assholes, does anyone else want to recap what they... Um, no, I... Mm, we learned a lot. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good discussion. It was. 
now. Would you like what me were to you... bring up some points that I came up with? Yeah, what were you telling me before when we were outside your house? I was talking about the ways of viewing sex, but I realized there's multiple ways of viewing sex and valuing certain things in sex. Like, I remember earlier, Tracy, you said people should value sexual relationships differently from romantic relationships, or that sex is something that's extractable from a relationship as its own entity, same as, like, the romantic quality to it. Yeah. I remember the initial argument, or at least I remember the initial thing that was stated at one point was uh, if a person, or a person can leave a trans woman or a trans man, or anyway, okay, so you can leave someone if you uh, if you can't be aroused or if you're just not sexually attracted to their genitalia. I remember that, I mean, I'm not sure if, I think we've changed, I don't, I don't know, did, is that still your opinion or was that just like the old, wait, say that again? Like someone can leave someone if they're not attracted to the genitalia. And not be an, considered an asshole by me? Uh, yeah. I yeah, guess. Man, I would, I don't know, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, at one point it turned it like I remember after that we freaked out and we thought like, oh no, you can never leave a trans person because it's you know because they're gonna everyone's gonna accuse you that you're like transphobic. But yeah, it was based off the fact that this woman still the penis and he broke up with her because of that. And so I remember there's lots of differing opinion apparently. Like I did a little bit of research online and there's a lot of people who perfectly fine. I mean, it's better to be completely accepting of you know transgender people. There's people who sell preferences. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm fine with transgender people. I'll be with a transgender person. But if they have the genitalia I don't like, then I can't, like, stay with them. And there's people who, who view that as completely fine, and then there's who, people who are like, oh, that's bigotry. And so, obviously, that's not the definition of bigotry. But in other words, I think they're just calling them an asshole, like we established earlier. Yeah, but, uh, um, transphobic, right? Yeah. But, um... So there was this one video I saw where this guy who had that argument and I mean, I disagreed with him, but he seemed super civil about it. If you want, I can link to that video. Yeah. There was also an argument that I saw where people were debating on a blog. It's a blog, of course, you know, it's not always like the trusty of sources for, you know, because those are always ugly sometimes. But um, they were saying how like gender or not gender, uh, genitalia preference can be rooted in bigotry. And like, and I saw some convincing arguments and some that were not so convincing at all. I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, my way that I came to the end was that I don't think it's so much genitalia. I think it's uh, the way we look at sex, really. Now I feel like I'm taking up all the conversation. Someone say something. Okay, so <laughs> if I can, if I can kind of interject here, uh, one of the one of the major issues with uh, that whole concept of uh, leaving somebody because they're transgender is that's often also accompanied with violence, violence against uh, particularly transgender women, and it's uh, it's actually that's. The interesting thing is finding out that somebody is a transgender or gay or in, sorry, or in some other way part of the LGBT community scared me <laughs> is uh, actually has actually been used as a defense in court. Oh um, yeah, we brought this up in last time. some yeah. cases when people are. Uh, in some cases, and has been accepted by judges. It's uh, called gay panic or trans panic, 
where you find out that somebody's gay, and so, of course, the only logical conclusion is to beat the shit out of them, obviously. It's, it's really flawed. It's yeah. It's it's a obviously it's a really flawed argument. It's a fucking terrifying argument, but it has been used and it has been passed. It has been allowed as an argument. So yeah, I mean, it correlates with the concept of uh, calling transgender women, particularly transgender women, not so much with trans men, but calling transgender women uh, traps. I've seen that as a trend uh, yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. I, I never understood yeah. it at first, like well, when I first started seeing yeah. that. But sometimes I could mean. Um, it was like, I thought it was like an acronym at first. Well, yeah. Sometimes I could mean that the person is under eighteen. Though. Well, that's, that's uh, like that term is by my memory. Yeah, that by my memory, that term is uh, generally jailbait, which is an entire other yeah. fucking terrifying concept because it's that's it's a terrible term. It. Uh, it, it's like rape apology and it's fucking terrifying anyway so let's let's not get into that right now let's but if we're if we're staying on the the concept of trans people uh the term trap is generally used and it's used in the sense of oh this person is uh leading me on and making me be attracted to them and then they're going to. Re- then they reveal later that they're trans. They were trapping me into being gay because it's also combined mm. with this concept that uh, trans women are men, uh, which we're not, obviously. <laughs> but there are two people who just they don't they don't accept but that. But the thing is, but, yeah. But the thing there is, um, they aren't apparently science sound. But I don't know. <laughs> that's also linked quite often with uh, assault on particularly trans women. And it's not necessarily through any fault of their own because it's not even necessary. It doesn't even necessarily happen. uh, This concept doesn't even necessarily happen with any sort of conversation with the trans woman or anything. It's just seeing this trans woman thinking that she's pretty and then finding out that she's trans and then calling her this, or finding out that she's trans and then attacking her for it, which is fucked up. Yeah, it's it's weird. It comes it usually goes along hand in hand with the mindset that oh, you did something to me because you looked a certain way, and the way I reacted, I didn't like it. So it's <laughs> it's like I've been overstimulated. Let me freak out. But uh, uh. I'm thinking about those jokes we made the other day about overstimulation. The cats, <laughs> how they get overstimulated so they attack and lash out. Yeah. But uh, um, anyways, the big revelation that I had, like, because I tried to bring this up last time, but I had no clue how to say it. Because I was like, but, but, you know, that's all I could think of. I'm like, but, but. And now I have the words. Okay, so the revelation that I had when I was walking with Tracy outside my house, there's multiple articles in uh, scientific things that go into this too but most women because I mean it's a minority of trans women that decide not to transition who decide to not even take hormones uh, that, that is a minority but uh, and I mean I have a whole argument for that too but for trans women who do go on hormones it literally changes their chemistry and changes their internal processes and whatnot. and so trans women on hormones it makes sense for a man to be attracted to a trans woman, especially if she's on hormones. And uh, 
if it's like if even if it's not like I don't know physical beauty or anything like biologically it makes sense because there's pheromones that go into it and there's bodily sense and whatnot and so I was just saying like a trans woman if she's having sex with someone she's having sex as a woman not as a man so regardless of whether or not there's a penis there she's still a woman a trans woman a trans woman's body is a woman's body because she is a woman and that's that's what makes it a, a woman's body. There is there's a difference between genitalia and gender, particularly because genitalia are not quite so clear-cut as uh, they're made out to be by a lot of the general population. And and I, I can't necessarily <laughs> I can't ne- necessarily speak to that because I'm not I'm intersex. Not, yeah, because I'm not intersex, but there's actually a rather like a much larger percentage of the population that is intersex than one would think just by how they're represented. Mm. Like by my memory, there are about as many people who are intersex as there are people who are ginger. Whoa. Yeah. It's about the same percentage of the population. So it happens a lot. Yeah, so because but, yeah. <laughs> because human bodies are not like j- as clear cut as that. Well, I mean, so. if it was as easy as like making a snowman, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like it's not because they. What was it? I was reading a, an article that said that it's surprising that there aren't more trans people or more openly intersex people. But then again, it makes sense not to be openly intersex because most people who are intersex don't even know it because you know that it's been hidden from them. Like, I oh saw, yeah, which yeah. is terrifying. Oh. Yeah. I saw a video of yeah. this trans woman who was all like, oh yeah, my parents hid my medical history from me. And it's like, now I'm 18 and now I'm transitioning because I got a hold of my medical history and now I'm pissed. <laughs> because of the, the, yeah, the genital mutilation. Because, and also, it's the same thing with a lot of trans men as well because if the gen- genitalia is ambiguous, they're like, well, it'd be easier if we just did this, you know? And then, yeah, we've covered this, so. It's fucked up. Yeah, I was just saying that I wasn't trying to imply that the hormones makes makes the trans woman a woman or anything. I'm just saying that it makes sense for um, a man to be attracted to a trans woman, uh, regardless of hormones. And uh, but the hormones would help, you know, like make her smell like a woman and whatnot, which is weird because there's no like set smell. It's just I love the scent of people though. Like it's an interesting science. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting science. It is. Another um, thing we we're talking about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I can see that why there's a lot of Americans, you know, a lot of other cultures, okay, the whole world, they don't really talk about sex in a like, healthy way. The majority of people, the majority of the population. And so it's easy to fall into, like, these mind frames to where it's like, oh, well, if you don't have this genitalia, well, I can't be attracted to you, or else there's something wrong with me, and that makes me mad, so now I'm mad at you, and all this other stuff kind of like dogma really okay so uh I mean, in a sense i feel well there's that too oh yeah oh yeah that reminds me okay thank you this you just rem- reminded me of something i wanted to say people feel like they're being inconvenienced too like like it's oh you have a penis so now it's inconvenient to try and have sex with you or the other way around too like if it's like a trans man they're like oh well you have a vagina so like are there seriously people who say it's inconvenient to have sex well, well, it's not about saying sex is inconvenient. It's like you're inconveniencing me because right. you know that type of mindset. So, which is yeah. 
fucked up. That's yeah. so bad. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that people say that... I mean, this, is, this this also goes for just, like, any minority group, too. This A big thing is, like, the majority or the person, other person in this particular relationship or situation is usually feeling like they have to go out of their way. Like, when we talk with Klaus, with non-binary, like, oh, it's, it's inconvenient to start using, like, they as, like, a pronoun rather than, like, a plural, a plurality or something. It happens with a lot of, uh, this is like, oh, you're inconveniencing me because... Now I have to put up with you being in my bathroom or, yeah, yeah. a bunch of weird stuff. Well, I mean, it's, it's entitlement as well. Because then they feel entitled certain bonuses, I don't know. Certain, like, I shouldn't have to feel bad about not wanting to have sex with you because you have a penis. And it's like, I can see, like, but if you leave someone because they have a penis, but they're a woman and you're a man and you're attracted to women... It's really, I think, a convenience issue rather than sexual attraction thing. Because, yeah, I mean, there, I've read some stories where the like these guys who are with trans women, they're like, oh, it's like I need, I, I, I get tired of sucking dick or something like that. I'm like, but what? It's like somehow it's like some type of inconvenience to them. I'm like, well, if you're not okay with that, why don't you work it out with your partner rather than getting pissed off and like getting angry about it and building up like this weird like hostile situation? Yeah. Because there's a there's a lot of um, violence within trans relationships, and it also this goes for a lot of other things too. It's not just trans people's relationships, like also with minorities people's relationships, uh, such as I don't know how a lesbian couple may be go under the radar for domestic abuse because people are like oh it's two women there couldn't possibly be type of any physical violence between them and while one partner is like abusing the other mentally and physically and there's still that thing like oh you possibly can't get harmed by another woman you know you're in a lesbian relationship it's like it's still just as bad i was reading a whole article too on masculine uh, lesbian women too and how they have evidence this person was like collecting evidence so like oh my goodness like sometimes people don't realize that just because you're not a man doesn't mean you can't inflict the same type of pain that, you know, historically men have inflicted on women or whatever. Like, you can be anyone and, you know, treat someone like crap. But, uh, <laughs> so, oh, and another example was, like, um, like this one woman who was black and was afraid of her white husband because she said that she had some bad experiences before and she was worried that if he ever got angry at her that he would hurl slurs at her. And so that's definitely a problem. And I mean, it depends on uh, communication and also depends on what type of a background this guy has in those types of situations. So yeah, like to me, this whole like, oh, I'm not attracted to penises, therefore I don't want to have sex with you. I mean, I don't know. There's so many opinions, split opinions on it, like whether or not that's like a thing that's okay to be entitled to, like saying, oh yeah, I'm not attracted to your penis, so I'm, I'm not going to have sex with you. Or if it's more of like, oh, it's inconvenient because you have a penis. Maybe it's because they want to have, like, penetration. And then there's, like, the whole, like, they bring up the possibility of, like, anal sex. And, you know, it's like, oh, if we're not okay with that, you know. I don't know. It, it, it's pretty complex to me. Like, after seeing some evidence, I, I have some other points to make. Uh, do you have anything to say? <laughs> no, I'm just a little uh, turned about here. Why? I'm just a little confused. In general. Oh, well, then ask some questions, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I formulated my question. So, or actually, it's kind of like an argument. But it's, I'm just wondering how, 
entitlement comes into it because everybody deserves to be in a relationship that they want to be in. I feel like entitlement doesn't even come into it. Oh, entitlement. Like, uh, I remember reading an article on especially male sexual entitlement, like, is a problem in society. But in this particular situation, I guess it was in the bedroom, unless you want to have sex outside the bedroom, which is also fun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, I did not need to know about your proclivities, but... uh, They're all mental because they haven't happened yet. Note. Yet. Okay, you're a kinky-ass motherfucker. (laughs) You have no idea. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, Okay. Okay, <laughs> so let's uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move back on to uh, topic again. All right. Oh, and you said that no one should be should uh, feel like they're in a relationship that they don't want to be in, and uh, that's true. But uh, then that also brings in the question. It, I guess it really just comes down to assholery, like Jackie said. Because, for example, what if two people are in a relationship and then one of them gets into an accident and then can't have sex? Or, you know, like, becomes crippled or, you know, is unable to use the lower half of their body or something. Uh, and then the, other, the person that's with them leaves them because they don't want to feel like they're forced to be in that type of relationship. Well, some people consider sexual relationships to be at least as, if not more important than romantic ones. I'm not personally one of those people, but if you were one of those people, then, yeah, like, that's a big part of your relationship. Yeah, and it's also a, a, a thing that's in society, too where they're always coupled, like sexual relationships and romantic relationships are always coupled. Obviously, this is a relationship that was like the standard or something, which is weird. It's like ordering off a menu. <laughs> I want the standard with, with the side of deluxe. Like, I want a standard with a few affairs on the side. I don't know. <laughs> the standard relationship and, and maybe marriage at some point. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. Pull around front. The standard with a side of cake. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, no, kink is more like the ketchup you put on it. Or maybe it's like the way they serve it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why I don't talk to people about this stuff. Sorry. This is why I don't get involved in this stuff because. Jesus. Dark alleyways. Dropping things. Um, so, what are we talking about next? I still have to answer Tracy's questions about um, okay. entitlement. Okay. <laughs> I thought you pretty much answered it. Uh, well, that was more about the uh, people being in a relationship that they want to be in, etc. And so sexual entitlement is where uh, someone obviously is... I mean, there's multiple different facets, but one, for example, is like feeling like you're entitled to someone's body because they had sex with you once or because you're in a relationship. Like, oh, we're in a relationship. We need to have sex. Like, I expect sex from you, etc. I don't know, maybe I might be stretching the meaning too far in this particular case, as meaning that, like, it's an inconvenience, and so they feel entitled that the other person should not be an inconvenience in this weird way, or that they're perceiving it as an inconvenience, because this person doesn't want to be with her because she has a penis, and maybe he just wants vaginal sex or something. And I feel like, whether or not you agree, I feel I, maybe I might be stretching that definition of sexual entitlement too far to mean this inconvenience factor. But. I, I, I don't know if you're stretching it too far. I just I feel like I can't agree with you until you uh, couch it in different terms. Couch it in different terms. Well, that's happened a lot. In a lot of our debates, we've had to like keep on rehashing it until like it clicks. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. There's multiple other ways to rehash it. Hmm. Well, yeah, the ways of viewing sex. 
such as, for example, like you said, like some people value sexual relationships over the romantic aspect, or sometimes they value sex over romance entirely, Mm. which I completely understand. It's always, I mean, you know how you see it in the movies when there's like, oh, strings, you know, no strings attached or some type of like a sex deal. So it's like, okay, we're only going to be sexual partners, nothing more. You know, and then they twist into a romantic comedy and they end up having romance and everything come in. But there are definitely, um, it's definitely possible to have people to where it's just a sexual encounter. I don't know how likely it is, but it's definitely a thing. And I mean, they have to feel safe with each other. Fiction and the internet would have me believe that it happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, who knows? Becky and Todd just went to the bathroom together at work. I don't know what's going on down there. <sighs> was it Tumblr or was it my comment? No, it was your comment. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Put this on Tumblr. <laughs> but how? this thing I was watching it says it's partly societal but it's also partly biological that males tend to focus on genitalia or to value genitalia itself more not mm-hmm. just like in admiration of genitalia but also in um, when sex is brought up or when the situation is sex because that's for more because yeah because uh, there's just a bigger focus in erogenous zone with, with males on the penis and so it makes sense for men and especially the way society is and like the, in the mainstream media where like you know the penis plays a huge part you see pe- like we've said earlier penis is written on the wall penis is everywhere like penis is like the center of everything but uh you don't see that many vaginas anyways the penis is the popular one apparently but um <laughs> anyways oh there's, there's penis vaginas. culture just have to know where to look for them there's, oh yeah <laughs> like the, the six-year-olds on the playground yeah one of the they go into the swings the stereotypical little like boy who's all like <laughs> and crawls underneath the girls on like on the jungle yeah. things. And see those like cartoons and stuff, but that's definitely one of the terrifying things because reducing people to their genitalia is fucking creepy. 
It is creepy. Fucking creepy. <laughs> I mean, uh, and yeah, and like also before we said, what if it's something that they just don't want to get on or they can't get on board with because they're not sexually attracted? Sex is is more than genitalia. And this is why I was bringing up the thing to where males tend to focus on genitalia more. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's tons of women. I might be just, you know, distorting the issue here. But uh, that's an important part to them. But with females and versus males, especially if they're on uh, estrogen. So, like, if a trans woman's on estrogen, then she is aroused like a cis woman would be. Yeah. Because the erogenous, the erogenous zones are the same because uh, trans women who go through uh, who go through estrogen therapy or you know just hormone therapy in general develop more sensitive skin and they develop all the erogenous zones of a cis woman so really the penis that they have if you know they don't want to get rid of it or they or they haven't decided or you know whatever they have a penis the penis is not a big enough focus for them so like for example it kind of works like a vagina that's what this guy is worried about. Like, it works like a vagina because it's stimulated easier by vibration rather than mm-hmm. by, what's the word for penis? Um, like, direct focus on the penis. Friction. Friction. There you go. Friction. That's it works term. better than friction. Yeah. Friction. It's stranger than friction. Oh, jeez. Jesus. <laughs> it's bigger than friction. It's more expansive than friction. That's a friction. <sighs> All right. One thing I was going to say, when you said, uh, does genital preference have to do with, uh, you said, like, how someone should feel comfortable with the relationships they're in, especially if it's, like, a sexual relationship or, like, whether it's a sexual one or a romantic one. Oh, And yeah. so, like, if they're, they can't deal with the penis, then they should be able to feel like they can leave. Does genital preference really matter, though? I have no idea. I mean, it really depends on how you view sex, whether it's, like, a, a whole of, like, genitalia and parts, yeah. or if it's, like, a whole of, like... I don't know, a spiritual thing that goes on. I don't know. And it really depends on that, too. Because, I mean, like I said before, like, both biologically and socially, it makes sense for males to be focused on genitalia when uh, females aren't so focused on genitalia. Yeah. That's what naturally makes women more open-minded. No, I don't know. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) uh, like, there's this whole thing, too, that also says, like, oh, males are less likely to be, like, bisexual or pansexual. That might just be... Because of, like, some type of hardwiring, I don't know. It's weird. Is that hard worrying though? I don't know. I don't. This is something I didn't look up enough, but yeah. They said that males are hardwired more so at birth or you know during development for a particular sexual yeah. preference, and they say that women's or females. Uh, what did I say before was it males or men? See, I don't like doing this whole thing with the sort of flop of men and women. No, hardwired. That's that's the thing that always. Like, like I, I weirds just meant, like, me out because yeah. that entire concept of, <laughs> it's scary sounding honestly yeah it is uh, it is really scary sounding I'm hardwired well no it, it the thing the the issue there is I think it I think the the concept of something being hardwired into your brain really leads into a lot of other issues excuses for other things yeah because the brain is one of the most i mean i can plastic or i mean when you're talking when you're talking on the level of like um, plasticity ah can't even pronounce it but i got it when you're talking on the level of like say sexuality like just what genders you're attracted to i i can understand that argument 
But when you're talking uh, about your brain being hardwired anything else, particularly in the sexual realm, it's just, oh, that that's, uh, that, that leads into a whole yeah. different can of worms. I mean, also, it kind of invalidates or ignores the fact of, like, sexual fluidity. Like the thing I was saying, it says, like, oh, yeah, men are hardwired to prefer a particular gender at birth, and, you know, and men, or, I mean, women are, like, more sexually fluid or something like that. Like That's not... I don't know. The differences in the human brain are not that big. They're, they're just... They're not... They're not large enough to actually be able to determine things like that, and it pisses me off when people say stuff like that because it's... That's not... That's not how the human brain works. Like, the human brain is not is not that different. The difference between, uh, uh, I'm using air quotes here, but the difference between a quote-unquote man's brain and a quote-unquote woman's brain is so, so minuscule that it's, it's, and again, gender and sexuality are not binaries. They are a spectrum, and therefore you don't have you don't have that clear distinction between this is a man's brain and this is a woman's brain because the concepts of man and woman are human concepts. And they're not just human concepts. They're, in particular, they're um, white European concepts. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You mean there's no Mars, Venus? Come on. Men come from Mars and women come from Venus. <laughs> and intersex people come from Pluto. Obviously. But it's <laughs> see that's why they were that's why Pluto became a non-planet because scientists wanted to hide it how they were discriminating against intersex people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but I agree because uh, talking on those streams can easily lead to like I don't know neurobiological sexism or something. The only problem that I have with it, and this is just a personal opinion, but it uh, seems to me more like um, the reason why. The reason, if that is true, that women are more fluid in their sexual sexuality, the reason why it would be something more like the masculine culture that we have where, you know, being Societal. gay is seen as emasculine, or is that the word? Non-masculine, you know, not masculine. Even though for the, you know, like certain cultures, mm -hmm. like the ancient Greeks, no, it was not that uncommon. To be, and know. it was actually considered to be more masculine to cry, and it was considered to be more masculine to bone to dudes. Men. Yeah, exactly. it was considered more masculine to bone dudes than it was to not. Yeah, I don't. I think it was. <laughs> Do we really have to use that term? <laughs> I think it yes. Was, I think it was Plato that said that the the best romance is between uh, a man and like a younger man or something like that. Yeah, that's that's in particular. How did he not get killed? By, like, hardcore Christians. Because <laughs> they weren't... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> See? No, but there's proof right they there. they weren't there. <laughs> he would be, though. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Totally. But see, it's weird, though, that there was more of... I don't know. Not just open-mindedness, but, like, the exact opposite of what's considered evil. Or... Oh, what am I trying to say here? Wrong. Like, all, like all that wrongness right there we go was talked about and discussed in philosophy and yet nowadays or you know after you know the bible and christianity has come to a to a head and culture and everything and it's like oh that's wrong it's just, yeah. it's weird we still have some taboos yeah oh yeah 
So, did you have anything more to say about that uh, subject? Uh, yeah, I just don't feel like it's a good enough... I just don't think it's valid that much to be like, oh yeah, I don't prefer that genitalia, sorry, I'm gonna leave you. I don't know. I don't know about other people and their personal preferences, so... I feel like to invalidate that seems a little presumptuous. I feel like you're there's like a line that you can cross out from being preference and just being somewhat phobic in a way. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, like I feel like someone like when it comes to that line, that that's the problem here. Yeah, that's like the thing that we're arguing over. It's like, do you think I have the answers? (laughs) I mean, you said like sexual relationships and there's romantic relationships, and you know, in our society, they usually go together. You don't have the right genitalia for me. I'm gonna leave you. I'm sorry, but like I can't help but think like in a romantic can you imagine, relationship. Like okay. you don't bring me flowers enough. I, no, I'm can you imagine? You. Can you imagine being in a romantic relationship and then getting into the bedroom and the person leaving you because you don't have a big enough penis or See, because your vagina looks weird? Can get, that's also like a weird like thing. that's that's a it's a it's a different scale, but I think that's about I think that's about the best way I can kind of sum up. Uh, what about new sex people? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. It's because going in because the and dumping somebody because their genitalia is not what you would expect is uh, fairly super is fairly superficial and I can honestly tell you if you're in the bedroom with somebody and you tell them that you have ranch sauce uh, yeah do you okay. tell them that their genitalia looks weird and that you don't want to have, have sex because their genitalia looks weird that is going heartbroken yeah, that is going to be the most soul-crushing thing that person has ever heard. Can you imagine, though? Like, your genitalia looks weird. I'm out of here. Oh, by the way, your face also looks a little weird. I'm a little... Yeah, I ju- I'm just, uh... And by the I'm way, just I realizing like now, I'm just realizing now that I'm not that into you after I've taken, like, one look at your genitalia. So, you know, I don't want to deal with that anymore. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in the bedroom with somebody and them just straight up walking out of there because they took one look at your genitalia and just no i i don't want to deal with that i can imagine it like 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 not in the not in the sense of not in the sense of i don't want to have sex right now but in the sense of yeah what the fuck i want my money back yeah it's (laughs) it's 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 a fucked up situation to be in yeah Uh, yeah the thought of that breaks my heart and also, I mean, I also have, like, the point that I don't think sex is solely based off genitalia either. Yeah. I mean, although things like porn would have you believe otherwise, or just mainstream in general, just our culture, it's like, sex is about genitalia, you know? Especially when they don't even bring up intersex in sex education, which is pretty sad. I wish that would have been brought up. Mm-hmm. Sex education. Would have felt better like, about the world. Wasn't it, like, a two-day seminar? It was... Actually, it kind of lasted two weeks in 10th grade, yeah. Although, there were... For that particular thing on genitalia and sex in itself was like two days. Yeah. It was like one day for like male anatomy and one day for female anatomy, that's what they called it. This might be a weird question, but where did you get sex education? I mean, I was homeschooled during that time, so basically I ended up just reading books and like I got to go to the library and pick out the ones I wanted. You probably so, learned more than I did. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, multiple opinions, two points. Different books. I, don't, I don't remember it that well, but <clears throat> and I don't have it, anything to compare it to. But yeah. It's okay. Well, I mean, I you're in college now. Most of my life. Yeah, so. yeah me neither. Uh, time for personal experiences. That was good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. By that definition, though, 
Remember how you said, like, uh, males take up more of the conversation than females? I'm thinking by that definite, or, you know, by that math, I had become male rather quickly <laughs> after years of being female. <laughs> uh, it's strange to think about. Just the other day, I was pondering, I'm like, at what point did I become a conversation hog? Internet has been bad for me. Being comfortable around your friends. Yeah, see? I liked it back when I was uncomfortable and didn't want to say anything. (laughs) I don't think being a quote-unquote conversation hog is necessarily bad. You know, being a ball hog is sometimes good for the team, apparently. Financially. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I also, you know, off of what Jackie was saying about intersex people as well, like, you know, what about them? And you know, just thinking about that situation and how strange it is, especially in our culture. But I don't know. I just, I don't think that, I mean, knowing my biases and other people's biases, I don't think genitalia is as big of a focus when it comes to sex for like reproduction, because, you know, sex in our culture is like based around reproduction. And I think that's also what led to the belief in uh, Christianity that gay people were bad and everything. But, um, as you know, in nature, animals have, I don't know, quote-unquote gay relationships or whatever, But uh, and they have sex, but it's not really for re- reproductive purposes, which in nature you would think, oh, yeah, sex is only for reproduction. But, no, there's a lot of, like, animal kingdoms, especially the lion kingdom, they don't actually have sex all the time just for reproduction. They have it for bonding and pair... Uh, pair meeting and whatnot. But, um, I think that, that... What? Where'd you read that? I mean, that's interesting. I just want to know where you read it. Multiple articles. Yeah. It's kind of like coalesced knowledge, really. Yeah. But, like, there was this one particular no- uh, article the other day that used the reference to lions. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, champs too. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, I remember how you said, like, one of these chimps were on this side of the river and these other species was on this side of the river and this species was hyper-masculine and this species, you know, was super liberal about sex, but if they crossed, these guys would kill all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. The only reason they they were able to survive was that river. Scientists sure? need to get in there and be like... That's what my National Geographic said. That's, they <laughs> Save said the that, monkeys. They said that because on one side were the, you know, the chimpanzees that we think of, like... Yeah, yeah chimpanzees and the other ones were bonobos, yeah. probably. And and also granilla, gr- gorillas on, on the side with the chimpanzees. So the bonobo chimps were only um, alive because the other ones weren't able to cross the river and, you know... Uh, so are bonobos attacked by chimpanzees? I don't know. I think it was because you read a prediction that said that it would most likely they would have been extinct if the chimpanzees had been around them. Yeah, mm. that's what that's what their, that was their prediction in the article. Mm. That'd be sad. Like chimpanzees walking up to a river. Chimpanzees would probably just not just be in a different place. Yeah, my, one of my final things I want to say was that I don't think sex needs to be focused entirely on genitalia. I believe that is a big cultural thing, and uh, you know, with the lack of such education there is in the first place, you know, it's easy to be led to believe that that's what sex is. I'm not like trying to get people to change their views on the way you should have sex or what you should enjoy in sex. Because that's weird telling people this is what you need to enjoy. But um <laughs> Yeah, <honestly>. that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. But um it's beyond weird. It's stranger than fiction. But uh I just think that it's a big cultural thing that it's placed that has placed the importance on genitalia. And that's why I don't think that it's that could be legitimate in all cultures, at least leaving someone because of their genitalia is 
not what they thought it would be or somehow is weird or something. So... Defiant explanations. Because, I mean, I think... Lovecraftian genitalia. <laughs> Some people would love Impossible that. angles. Tentacle <laughs> <laughs> well, porn is any indication. Some people would really love that. Dark rites in order to be able to summon <laughs> forbidden genitalia. Forbidden <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> 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 Non-Euclidean geometries. <laughs> That's the best that would be third version of a genitalia I've ever seen. Please let me, uh, I don't know. Is it possible to lick that? Do I touch it? Do I suck on it? What? What, what is this? I've never seen this before in my life. Oh, I get it. You bop it, squeeze it. <laughs> Turn it, twist it. Bop it. <laughs> Bop it. Mm, mm, mm. Twist it. Mm, mm, mm. Pull it. Jesus. Climax. Maybe we should take a break. Yeah, do you do y'all wanna do y'all wanna take a break and maybe eat something? Yeah. My position is that I still don't think people should just break up with people because of the genitalia. I think it's more of like a cultural thing that's at play and bias rather than like a legitimate reason to break up with someone and that's in my opinion so now we can go around in a circle i'll share our opinions like we're in kindergarten jackie oh god unless um, you unless you've changed your opinion maybe we just i i don't think i've really changed my opinion i still think the idea of deciding that uh dating that uh breaking up with somebody uh, because you are uh, weirded out by their genitalia is uh, incredibly damaging to that person. So, especially, like, if you like them, like, if you really, really like them, and you really, really like them before you found out about their genitalia, that's fucked up. Just, I don't know. Do y'all have any input? I'll just say, I think it's really dependent on the situation. There's no way we can ever cover exactly every hypothetical. Yeah. But I do agree that, like what Tracy said, that everyone deserves to be in a relationship that makes them happy. It just depends on what exactly your reasons are and, you know, whether it makes you jerk for leaving or not. Yeah, it's just, it's highly dependent on your own, your own mind can be bad and it can be okay. It just depends. Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. I would also want to add that I think it's a little presumptuous to... I don't, I don't have personal preferences that would be where I would mind if somebody had like a particular kind of genitalia, but I don't know what other people's personal preferences are. Um, so I, I just think that it's a little presumptuous to say that those that it would be uh, invalid of somebody to have that as their reason for leaving another person. Although I... Yeah, I do kind of think it's asinine, but at the same time, I kind of I understand. Or maybe I don't understand. I sympathize, but I don't understand. I don't know. Sympathize or empathize? Sympathize more, I think, because I don't understand, so I feel like I can't really empathize. You can't relate. You can't relate. You can speculate. I can speculate. Yeah. 
empathy would you'd have to have been like in a similar situation where you've held similar opinions like you've been through it that's empathy and sympathy is more like from afar without experiencing it yeah which is which is because yeah exactly because i don't i don't know what you know is going on in other people's heads so i just think it's presumptuous to say that it's invalid well i'm a really presumptuous person as you we, all have learned we all are we like lots of conjecture <laughs> but we also yeah so let's go get some watermelon <laughs> you just want to say goodbye i guess no this has been geometric octopus uh hopefully next time we'll be able to come back with a different topic because i mean <laughs> hopefully we weren't boring you but i feel like if we continue on with this for much longer will become a one-issue podcast, and I don't think I don't think we want to do that. I don't think we want to lock ourselves in this early. It was really early. Mm. Yeah, it was really it's like early. This the third episode, and then ev- oh, sorry, everything after the third episode was just on LGBT stuff. It's like so <laughs> okay, so we are stopping the podcast. Never mind. Thinking out loud before we drive